This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for being with us, ladies and gentlemen. Checking out everything that we do on our program is real easy to do. I mean, we, we just had Alan Cross on here talking about his handles. Well, you, of course, can find us out on Twitter at uh, Kelly and Rumya. But more importantly, when you want to go back and listen to segments, maybe you missed Alan Cross a few moments ago, a uh, really great chatty bookshelf and uh, lots of good content on our Friday show. Simplest way is the podcast, folks. You can listen to the show in segment form. You can listen to the whole show. We toss on an audio vanity card. Irene, our director today, providing us that one wonderful card. Have some great ones over the past week, so do check them out if you want to catch up. But you find that with the complete Kelly and Rumya podcast experience. Give us a rating and review if you don't mind. But we uh, we would like you to consume the show any way you can, whether it's one of the repeats or via the podcast where we have it uh, sectioned out segment by segment, and you can scour through and pick your favorite segment to listen to. And we're going to kind of get into that, Brock, coming up in this next segment. Yeah, I just want to say, as a person who's uh, been involved in this uh, program for a number of years, one of my favorite things to do is record the audio vanity card. I just love to sit and just open up about whatever it is that we're going to talk about or comes to mind. You usually it's, know. It's a re- what you're no, gonna what I, you're gonna talk about like how long before you hit record? Maybe fifteen seconds. Like it's yeah. literally just yeah. I just sit there and I go, okay, what's coming to mind? And we and I talk and I really don't know where there's a beginning. Well, I mean, I know where there's a beginning, but I don't really know how and when I'm gonna end it. And it just kind of yeah, yes, all yes. comes together and it's fun. I I really enjoy it so. Well, uh... I find for myself, Brock, doing, um, we started doing the vanity cards. And at that point, for the most part, Rum and I would just kind of go and do it a little bit back and forth. But for the most part, I was doing them for a while. And that's the way I did it. I just, I was never sure. And the worst part was if I did get a couple of ideas, usually the second one I'd forget. Or by the time I started the record, I thought, hold on, what were those ideas? Or the first one that I had that I, oh, I could do that one. And then... Next day or a couple of days later, do that one. Oh, what was the first one I was going to do? So uh, I know you've certainly said this before, how much you enjoy doing them. Yeah, I mean, I'm like you. I mean, I would, you would tell me, you know, if I'm filling in for a week, you know, you'd say, can you do, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday? And I'd sit there at the beginning of the week. Okay, let's do this one. Let's do that one. And invariably, I would forget about the third one and just sit there and whatever (laughs) come to mind would come to mind. and. That's what I would do. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's always fun. And right now, I, I Fedora's off to the team because so many people have been getting involved. I, I heard a rumor that Grant Hardy might even throw one in next week. So we, we oh. will we will see what he does when he has time and what he talks about. We got Agnew back involved in the show, but I got to give him at least another hour or two to to settle into his job so that I can get him to start <laughs> doing vanities too, right? You know, just once yeah, he, a while, but he was part of the coming up with it process, I think. So it, it was his idea, definitely. Yeah. The audio vanity cards was his idea, and uh, he just thought it would add a little bit to the show many moons ago. All right, Mr. Yeah. Richardson, we should probably jump into things. It's uh, time to do Cut for Time, which we do at this point uh, every Friday, and I'm going to kick things off and tell you that 
On Monday, Amy Amanti joined us, and she talked about her newest art exhibit called Through My Lens. Here she is explaining a little bit more. It's a live interactive theater piece. Uh, I'm the solo performer in it, Mm -hmm. and it's on my intersection of photography and blindness and often people say how to how how do people who are blind or low vision take photographs so that's what we explore it's a small intimate audience experience where i bring somebody out from the audience they come up on stage and the stage um, is designed with three projector screens so they're kind of um you could reach to the top of them if you extend your hand so they're like a six foot by uh, by 10 feet there's three of them and photographs come up on the while you're sitting immersed in them. The audience is watching and we talk through the photographs and it's a progression, right? It's a narrative. So it's sort of my story that's narrated narrated, um, and you are describing things, but it's more than just description. It's not really about description because I ask you to place yourself into the photograph, right? So what do you hear? What do you smell? What other things are happening around you? You know, if you were in this place, what would you be experiencing? Who's inside that place, right? So we combine memory and experience and shared collective um, emotion in the space, and we go to some really interesting places. The classic question you always receive as a person who is visually impaired or blind is, how much can you see? And for me, I've always struggled with pictures. Like if somebody hands me a photo album and says, take a look at this, it's, I, this is from whatever I did, this is from my graduation, my wedding, whatever it is, um, I always struggle with it because I always felt like I'm missing something. I always felt like I'm missing a piece that everybody else can see that I can't. And when it came to my wedding a couple of years ago, one of the things that my then fiance, now wife, really wanted to do was she really wanted to get a picture book and an album that we would cherish for, you know, ever. And I was kind of one of these people that said, hmm, I don't really know how much I'm going to get out of the album. I'm going to enjoy taking the pictures with all the people and the the family members that are at the wedding, but I don't know how much I'm going to gain from it. I don't know how much I'm going to experience it. And I've learned recently that what I experience from it is taking the book off of our bookshelf and handing it to somebody that has never seen our wedding book and the reaction that I get from the people that are viewing it, like that are reliving the day or weren't there and able to live it that way. And I think that's the reaction I get from pictures is from what other people tell me. I don't get a lot from pictures myself, but I certainly enjoy the reaction that others give me. And I know there's one picture in my, in my wedding album that it was caught by my niece who said, she was going through all the family members, and she, she said, there's there's mommy, there's daddy, there's Auntie Megan, there's Uncle Brock, and Uncle Brock again. And what she meant by Uncle Brock again was there's this image where I have two heads in the same picture. The second head is very, very small, and it's good, kind good. of at that the bottom. you in the morning. <laughs> but nobody knew. And, and it's just one of those moments now where we share it with people, and it's like, Oh, here's the the second head of Brock, you know, and I'm not upset with the photographer. Of course, it was just 
It was a misprint, and it's fine. It's just one of those stories you can tell, and I and I really enjoy that. But when I first heard of the idea of let's do a, a photo album, it was like, what am I going to gain from this? And I've learned now this is what I gain is other people's reaction to it, Kelly. Kind of like broccoli and cheese, right? When I hear the name and you think the way you were saying now, it's like, what? You know, like that's kind of this crazy two-headed guy. Yeah, okay. But that's awesome. And things happen. Um, first of all, for me, no longer able to, to see pictures. And I've never been able to see them too well. Um, I mean, I remember as a kid uh, climbing up on the couch and looking at pictures that my mom and dad had on the wall. They had one with a beautiful waterfall. All I could really see is the water. Um, when Amy was speaking during the segment and describing the reasons for taking pictures for her, the light, where's this light coming from? It really put me to remembering. And I'm sitting here as she's speaking, and this is, you know, something that went right back to my childhood, to any time I could be walking somewhere, uh, sitting outside or by a window. And that light comes. So I understood what she was saying, but it made me remember standing in the woods and through uh, breaks in the trees, light coming down and how it would shatter in my eyes, how it looked to me would look like a haze. And I always thought the most fascinating. And I recalled going camping and my dad telling me, though, a bunch of birch trees there, we'd talk about the trees, and there being a slope, and these trees on this slope, and the light coming down, and I would stand there. Couldn't tell you what, what attracted it so much to me. I know it had to do with that light Amy mentioned. I know it had to do with the angle, the body of the trees. It looks so mystic to me. Um, being this little t city city boy, I was you know in Montreal, living in Montreal then, and we go into the United States, and I loved when we'd camp at places with lots of trees, because I love this whole thing. And Amy mentioning it the other day brought so much back because in my mind, Amy took pictures for as she put it, what's there in the background, that fence, that that house, mm -hmm. whatever it might be. But in this discussion, no, she's taking it finding that light coming in, spreading out, or just beaming across her, her sight line. And I thought that was just great. And boy, did it bring me back to a time where I could see myself as a child taking those kinds of pictures. But mostly, Brock, it's the accessibility now that a lot of us have to be able to do that, where we can point our phone and get some kind of access. And more of that's going to come, more of that's going to be on the higher end photography gear as things just become second nature become a even, part of whatever software you're making for something even my phone will now like if you ask Correct you the, that way the, the, the magic word of like reading messages and somebody sends you an image and it will say this is an image of food mm -hmm. on a stove and like yep. it just gives you that moment of like i don't necessarily have to pick up my phone and go What's in this image? If it's a quick response, it's like, here it is. There it is. Moving on. And I think that's the level of technology we're at now. And we know, as we were talking with John Beeler earlier, how fast that's going to go. We're moving yeah. along on to uh, Tuesday on our uh, nutrition conversation with Julia Caranchis. Another fascinating one. I've got a couple of things on this I'd like to, to share. But let's talk. see what we were talking in that segment about lots of kinds of seeds. Uh, in this clip, Julia explains the difference between some seeds. But if you, if you want to increase protein, hemp seed, 
is the way to go. Hemp seed is going to provide almost double the amount of protein per serving as compared to chia or flax. And so this is wow. one of the differences is that hemp is going to give us more protein, which is really important if you're vegan or vegetarian, because mm -hmm. that's something that you want to place some focus on. So Absolutely. that's a great fact to know. And then if you want to increase your fiber for the day, which we have talked about a lot on the, our segment, because fiber is very dear to my heart, um, <laughs> chia, chia is going to be your best friend. So that's where we have, you know, the chia seeds will really shine because they have a very high soluble fiber content. And then right in the middle is where the flaxseed is going to land. Now, the flaxseed, it will give you protein, not as much as the hemp, but still mm -hmm. provides some. And it will also give you some fiber. So this is one of those moments where, as a, 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 a talk show host, we come out with opinions. Whether you agree, and we were having this discussion with Beth earlier, whether you agree with us, whether you agree with something we say, we can't sit here and pretend to, oh, well, I have a platform, so I'm correct. That's not the way it works. Julia gave us some beautiful things here. And one of the things Grant pointed out, that this worked for him. He was so engaged and, and felt educated because Grant also points out to us, without a shadow of a doubt, he can be fussy with food. But as we, we were going through the segment, you could hear Grant's, hmm, wow moments. And I felt live... On air, that was the power of what we do. Not to mention, this suggestion to take something like seeds, explain a little bit, enlighten Grant, enlighten myself, um, talked about the ease of it, and Julia put so many things in great perspective um, for us. But the value of this protein and other ways of doing it, we all know, I don't need to sit down. And as I've grown older, I was a person raised on meat and potatoes. So protein was never really an issue. But as I've grown older, I'm not as interested in eating the piles of red meat that I used to. Um, not not what, sure why. That's a story of its own, I, I guess, somewhere. But I don't really have a problem with that, especially when we go through a segment like that. Grant being informed. Yeah, Kel's informed because I'm trying to think of how easy can I get maybe some of the protein that I don't have. And some people might say, well, I'm sure you've stocked up on enough with all the meat and stuff you've eaten for years. You don't need to worry about it. Sure you do. It's just silliness. Um, the fact is, what are alternatives? What are alternatives that are obtainable? And I find that really the biggest issue for me. So listening to a segment where I know uh, I can go out and get my groceries and get those, I can utilize them. I can incorporate them, Brock, into what I'm eating and what I do. But I always find it tremendous when we have a segment like that that, for me, works. Obviously, I think all of us feel that way. But I always love, and I'm not going to say in this case, Grant or myself was turned around as opposed to, hey, man, it's not hard to incorporate. But I do love on the show when maybe one of our opinions, Brock, is turned around. I have been part of this program for a number of years now, and... This is the greatest um, joy that I get to do is literally sit here and learn on the fly and maybe not implement every little thing that Julia or others are going to contribute to the program, but it stops right. and makes you think, hmm, maybe this is how I can implement it. I'm like Grant. I, I'm a picky eater. I meat and potatoes and give me my ice cream at the end and I'm good, you know, and I think sometimes, you know, you, you look at it and you say, 
I can implement it. And my favorite thing for Julia, when, when she's on a segment that I'm on, she'll say, oh, that's a Brock question, That which means that's a question of, Mr. I'm not healthy. Uh, how do I incorporate <laughs> that? And I love that about the way we get to do this show. I really do. Yeah. Well, as we always say, you sit here in class and learn so much. And a lot of time, it's wonderful to be able to be turned around, you know, towards something. And again, it's not all about, I'm against that. I disagree totally. But once in a while, you know, you, you get that way. Now, there are subjects I'm not going to be turned around about. Right, Mr. Trump? But still, it's just the way it is. Uh, Brock, thanks a lot for uh, doing this with us. Uh, cut for time. We do this, ladies and gentlemen, every week at this time where we settle back. We remind you to go check out some of the things we might have mentioned and our podcast. Subscribe using your favorite podcast platform. We'll do this next Friday when we do another edition of Cut for Time. In a moment, though, on the other side of the break, we'll wrap up our program. We'll give you a little bit of an idea what's coming up on AMI-TV and AMI-audio over the weekend. We'll just go some featuring of things there and take care of that for you and preview the Tuesday edition because remember we're not here Monday it's the holiday we'll talk to you shortly with all that we'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break Hi, I'm Ramya Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. <laughs> 